Welcome to the Stillness Matters podcast, where we talk about how to rewire your brain to stop sabotaging your life. I'm your host, Sarah. I'm a practitioner of manual osteopathy, the rapid relief technique, and all things mindful, cozy, slow living. I'm here to share with you all of the insights, resources, and tools that you need to go from burnt out and overwhelmed to living the life of peace and freedom that you deserve. So, if you are ready to take back your power from the chaos that is your mind, and learn how to control your emotions so they don't control you, then get cozy with me while we explore why stillness matters. Ironically, this was not going to be a midnight edition. However, the universe said otherwise, because as soon as I sat down to record, I could not, for the life of me, find my external hard drive. We've been cleaning the apartment and reorganizing a bunch of stuff, and somehow this very bright blue hard drive just completely disappeared for about an hour, and now it's 1220. So welcome to another midnight edition of the Stillness Matters podcast. And apparently I'm tired because now we're singing. I was going to talk about a planned topic tonight. I was going to talk about healing and how that journey is very much a journey and it's not linear and it looks different for everyone. However, something came up today that I think I will speak on instead. Healing is healing and it's absolutely not going anywhere. And as an osteopath, it's something I deal with clients and help them through and coach them on their healing journey every day. However, this this topic today hits a little closer to home. This morning, I woke up and decided it was finally time. Something I've been toying with doing for a while, but... Something shifted today that made me realize this, I need to do this. What is this? I got rid of my social media. And that was a very difficult decision for me as a business owner because I use social media as my primary marketing tool. However, however, I started reflecting on my behavior, particularly around social media, as a coping mechanism, a very unintentional coping mechanism, and one that I think many people fall into because it does give us such a wonderful hit of dopamine. That endless scrolling, the likes, the comments, and engaging in all manner of questionable conversations that perhaps we wouldn't actually have if we were standing face to face with the person we were talking to. The anonymity of a screen provides such a wonderful veil between us and reality. And between us and what we think other people's reality actually is, like let's be honest, social media is for the most part a lie. People show their best selves on social media or the most controversial topics And sometimes they share things they don't even believe in themselves just to get attention. Those clicks and likes. And we've hardwired our brains to crave it. We have to be honest, social media is its own addiction. And this morning I realized 
well, not that I just realized it, but came to a new understanding of just how deeply it's been affecting me because I woke up and did my little morning routine and then started scrolling through TikTok. And one of the videos that I saw was a current event. If you're following the news or any kind of social media at all, and you are in Canada or nearby, you will see that most of our country's on fire right now, like literal fire. Now we've always had forest fires, but for the most part, you know, my safe little experience in southwestern Ontario, we've been sheltered from it. You know, you hear of forest fires raging through the west coast. You hear of them in like northern Ontario in those big forests. And then you started hearing of them on the east coast, which they've always been there, but you didn't hear about them like you do the west coast. This morning, I woke up to find that Quebec is on fire. Like most of Quebec is on fire, literally. And the haze from the smoke is getting pushed so far south that it's being seen in New York state. And we're right along that pathway. So I went out this morning with my dog, and I don't know if you've ever experienced a natural disaster, but you walk outside and instinctively recognize that there's something wrong. You might not be able to put your finger on it right away, but that was my experience this morning. I walked outside and thought, something feels off. And then when I saw this video, I'm just like, that's exactly what it was. It's like, the sky is clear, but it's almost like there's a smog. Like, it's not quite so clear that you can see the clear blue sky. And the sun is there, and it's shining brightly, but... Also, it's like a little bit off. You realize the shadows are a little bit orange instead of yellow. And it was the weirdest thing. We're very, very far away from these fires. Like, we're not in any danger here right now. Our biggest concern is air quality, but we're not in any real threat. And I can only imagine what the people who are nearby these fires and being evacuated from these fires are going through right now. But the thing with social media and events like this, is that it can take one little thing, and then you start spiraling. And that's what I noticed happening this morning. I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means, and I don't usually subscribe to them. However, over the past few years, I've heard people, these self-proclaimed conspiracy theorists, talking about various trajectories and what-if scenarios around the pandemic, the restrictions, like, all of it. I've heard all of it. However, at a certain point during the lockdowns over the past three years, I noticed that some of the things I've heard these conspiracy theorists talking about were actually starting to happen in the order and in the same patterns that they predicted they would happen. and. That freaked me out. So while I still don't give too much credit to conspiracy theories, the fact that I have watched some of these theories come true now will at least make me question what I'm seeing. It makes me question the nature of the reality 
and how it's being presented to me, especially when that reality is being presented through a form of media, whether that's mainstream media or social media or something else. That's not a good headspace for anyone with anxiety, anyone prone to depression, overthinking, overwhelm, overstimulation. It's just not a good scene. And if you identify with any of those words that I just said, I challenge you to think about how you feel when you're scrolling through social social media. There's a reason they call it doom scrolling. You get sucked into these little holes. And before you realize it, half an hour's passed, an hour, two. I have one of those timers on all of my apps so that if I've been on it for too long, I get a little pop-up that says, hey, you've been doing this for too long, go do something else. And even though I haven't seen that for a very long time, I don't spend that much time on social media. I would say probably 20 to 30 minutes total a day. It's still enough that I know it's affecting me. It's still enough for me to see one or two videos talking about something like these forest fires hand in hand with a theory that may or may not be conspiracy or otherwise to send me down this very depressed line of thinking. You know, what is reality? What do I know? I start questioning everything I know. And that doesn't feel good to someone who already overthinks. And I realized that it's it's time. It's time that we need to cut back. So while I didn't completely get rid of my social media, I did delete it from all of my easy access points. So if I do need to check Facebook for something like a marketplace listing or to check in on one of my groups, I have to be very intentional about that and go looking for it. There is no very quick, easy access button for me to just start scrolling. And that's where a lot of the time suck starts happening. So I'm curious. I'm going to treat this as my own little personal experiment and see how not only my mindset changes, but how little things in my life change. Because social media, it's very easy to spend a lot of time there and not on other things. You know, I've been complaining about not having the time to finish organizing my apartment so that I don't lose my hard drive again. And hobbies that I used to love, having time to do those, having time to stay on top of the little tasks of life that gradually add up. So now that I'm cutting back on this doom scrolling, I am very curious to see what happens in the void that's left behind. Because this is the funny thing. When it comes to the things that we want, our desires, our pursuits, our areas of intentional growth, it's very hard to move forward when you've got these things holding you behind, whether that's physical baggage or emotional baggage. It doesn't matter. It's like trying to drive your car forward, flooring the gas while you're simultaneously hitting the brake and have your e-brake on. All you're going to end up doing is burning out your tires. And when you're trying to move forward in a new direction in your life, regardless of what that is, it's very hard to do that without letting go of all of those things that hold you back. 
things like old belief patterns, old thought patterns, things that don't serve you anymore. They had a purpose once upon a time. You know, just like me purging my apartment, I go through clothes and board games and old toys even that I've held on to for sentimental reasons. And absolutely, they served a purpose at one point. Perhaps it was a favorite toy, or perhaps it was an impulse buy that just satisfied that desire in that moment, and then it passed. And for whatever reason, I've just held on to it. And both of those situations are okay. One had intention behind it, the other didn't really. But they both served their purpose. However, in order for me to move forward, especially when I'm looking at, you know, relocating, moving in with my partner, there needs to be space. There needs to be space for him to come into my life, into my space. There needs to be room to grow and expand and change. And that doesn't happen physically if my apartment is so crammed with stuff that I'm not even using anymore half of the stuff. I didn't even realize I still had it. It was pushed so far back in those closets and nooks and crannies. But how could I expect my partner to move into that space, this big life change, when there's no space for him, when there's no space for the things that he brings to the table? And moving forward in our life with big life changes is very, very similar to that situation. We have to make space in our lives because nature abhors a vacuum. I don't know if you've ever heard that phrase before. Nature abhors a vacuum. It hates it. Which means if there is this empty void in your life, something will come in to fill it. And if you are intentional with what you're allowing into that space, the change that can happen in your life is absolutely mind-blowing. And it can happen exponentially. It's the snowball effect. Once you see one good thing change, it becomes very easy for the next thing to follow suit. But you don't get to do that unless you have that emotional capacity, that empty space for all those new good things to move in. And for me right now, that's what the social media is. By giving it up, there's going to be this void, this void of time, this void of energy. And that can be scary, especially when you consider the fact that social media can be an addiction. It very often is some kind of coping mechanism. And now I'm very intentionally removing that from my life. I am removing the thing that is helping me cope with something. I have an idea of what it is, but that might be a conversation for after it's been healed. But that social media, scrolling, doom scrolling, entertainment, it keeps my mind busy. It keeps my focus on something other than the thing I'm avoiding. And I can tell you right now, it is something emotional. It's something trauma-based. And I think it goes back pretty far because it's a repetitive pattern. I've seen it manifest time and time again. And video games and social media are a very easy way for me to escape the pattern and not look at it too closely because that demands a certain level of honesty with myself and probably some pain as I go through and feel that emotion again. But by cutting out the social media, Perhaps I will have an opportunity to actually face whatever this thing is 
And as I remove that, as I feel those emotions, as I let go of that old story that it once served a purpose, but I don't need it anymore. I can let go of that story. I can let go of that emotion and free up that space, free up the energy, the literal energy that it takes my body to keep running that old loop, to keep running that old movie that is so outdated, I don't even know where it came from. I didn't even know it was still there. And when that space opens up, sometimes there's a grieving that comes with it, an emptiness, that doesn't last very long. Something else comes in. And in my personal experience, in my healing experience, and watching and guiding others through their healing experiences, it's often the same story. Whatever replaces it, it's often much better. If you heal that story, you leave space for what you actually want. It's like taking out an old video game out of the console and plugging in a brand new one the updated version with the better graphics and the more impressive soundtrack. It's just a better experience. There's no reason that we wouldn't want it, except we have some emotional ties to that old program, that old video game that we keep playing, or that old movie that we keep playing over and over and over again. Sometimes it's hard to take it out. And you can try this on for size. Don't take my word for it. Always, always question everything I say. Try it on for size, but see what happens. If you're able to let go, pick one little thing that you know you've been holding on to for too long. Something that you can look at and think, yeah, it's time. It's time to let this go. Because that's, e- that's the easy one to let go of, honestly. The hard one, the hard things to let go <laughs> are the ones where you look at it and you're like, crap, I know, I know I need to let this go, but I don't want to yet. I don't, I don't want to come out of that coping mechanism yet. I don't want to come out of that pattern yet. I like that. Part of me really likes that story and the role that I play in that story. Even though it might be wrong now, even though I know better, it's comfortable, it's safe, but there are some pretty magical things that can happen when you jump before you think you're ready. It's not always easy. Even with this situation with myself, this has been a long time coming. This has been one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know what? Like, I've, I've had it. I'm done with this. I'm ready for a change. But the most important thing is that moment where you decide to take out the old program, that old movie, whatever story you're telling yourself, and you let it go. And in that stillness, that void that follows, that then becomes the catalyst. That then is the thing that pulls in what you really want, what you really deserve. Deep down, you know you deserve it. So I'm going to see. I'm going to experiment with this, as I always do, and see what comes into the void left behind from my doom scrolling because 
something tells me that while I may be slightly more ignorant about world events, I'm going to be a heck of a lot happier. And for me right now, it's worth it. That's exactly what I need. I need a little less drama, a little less stress, a little more stability, and a little more joy in little moments that aren't ruined by hearing of all of the terrible things happening in the world every single second of the day. And if you try this experiment as well, even for a week, just see what happens. Heck, even for a day and see what happens. Let me know. Let me know what you find. Until then, I will see you on the next episode. Good night. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Stillness Matters podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it on socials and tag me at Stillness Matters on all platforms and leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews really help the show out and getting noticed by all of the algorithms. This baby podcast appreciates all the help it can get in getting noticed right now. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Stillness Matters. And if not, I will see you next week.